Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's Jerry Palm from CBSSports.com, bracketologist. Jerry, hello. Welcome. Hi. How's it going? Well, we're doing well. We always look forward to talking with you annually about uh, college basketball. So I'll make the I'll make the statement this year, coming off a, a Final Four last year that included San Diego State and Florida Atlantic, uh, both teams that kind of came out of nowhere. How likely is that to be the case again this year? I know it's very hard to predict, but would anybody be surprised <laughs> if we had a couple teams like that again? Probably, yeah. I mean, it's it, it was unusual. You know, it's surprising for last year for a reason. You know, it's just, you don't normally get eight seeds in the Final Four. Uh, you know, uh, Florida or San Diego State, I think it was a five. It's just uh, UConn was a four, um, but they were probably, a, well, a, a better team than that. They didn't have a better season than that. They didn't necessarily deserve a better seed, but they were a better team than that. And then, um, so, yeah, we had, uh, gosh, no ones, no twos. Uh, yeah, it was. That's an unusual thing. So yes, it would be surprising if that happened again. So you know, when there's this much parity in college basketball, and especially in the big conferences where it seems like anybody can beat anybody on a given night, does does the math and and analytics and and things that uh, you look at does that make it more clear, or can that even almost sometimes add to the fuzziness of it all, and you don't always know what to make of that either? Well, the thing that's really odd this year is how much trouble teams are having on the road. Uh, we have, uh, like, the percentage for teams that were ranked in the top ten playing on true road games are winning at only about 40%, and normally it's well north of 50 So that's the that's kind of unusual. And one of the things that the committee looks for is, you know, your ability to, to win – especially NCAA tournament uh, over NCAA tournament type teams away from home. Now that could be neutral courts also. Um, but yeah, the, the difficulty teams have had winning on the road this year, especially in conference play has been a little bit surprising and it's going to make, as uh, it'll make the committee's job a little bit harder because you, you're looking for those wins and there's fewer of them this year. Jerry Palm with us, CBSSports.com. Is there a, th- a popular theory as to why there's been this downturn and teams being able to go on the road and win games? Well, lately, anytime there's a 
something goes against trend, uh, everybody just says, well, it's NIL and transfer portal. Um, I don't know if we have enough data to support that, uh, but because uh, it's really only been a couple of years where that's had a great deal of influence in college sports. But that that seems to be the go-to for anything that's a little bit different. Um, well, I don't have a better answer than that, but, but I'm not sure that's the right answer either. I can't connect those dots, so I, I, I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah, Jeff. exactly. So, yeah, I was just wondering, Ed, to use the Big 12 as, as an example, and I guess a specific example, how difficult do you imagine that league will be to kind of sort through next year when they add Arizona and Colorado and Utah uh, and I guess to a lesser extent Arizona State? But these three teams that could be powerhouses from uh, from year to year, any given year, adding them to a mix where – even the best teams are going to lose seven, eight conference games, most likely. How 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 do you sort through something like that? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how all of this happens with the committee because, you know, you're talking about an 18-team league. Oklahoma, Texas are out. So, um, Ed, would that make it 16 or 18? <laughs> 16, I believe. I can't keep it. Yeah, who is- yeah, so the Big Ten is going to be 18. The SEC is going to be 18. The Big 12 is still going to be 16. It's going to be difficult. I mean, conference standings don't mean anything anyway in, as far as the selection process because you're judged on your entire season. But when you've got that many teams in the conference and you're only playing home-and-home uh, home against maybe two or three other teams in the league, it's it's going to be really – conference standings are going to tell you absolutely nothing. Um, and your conference schedule could be really important. Uh, to, for bubble teams in particular, in terms of trying to make the NCAA tournament, it's uh, the committee's job. I think is going to be a lot harder because you just don't have, you know, the interplay among teams in the same conferences that you're used to seeing, and um, and teams maybe not having as good an opportunity. Talking to college basketball with Jerry Palm from CBSSports.com. I do the show daily, Jerry, with my son, and we argue a lot. I don't know if you have sons, but I, if you, I would guess you argue three, with them if you actually. do. There you go. Well, they can gang up on you. That's not fair. Uh, so I made the statement earlier this week that I viewed Iowa State. I watch them a lot. I watch a lot of Big 12. I view Iowa State as a serious Final Four threat. My son, in response, said if they make the Final Four, he would eat anything of my choosing. Uh, how outlandish is it for Iowa State to get to the Final Four? Oh, I don't think it's outlandish at all. Did you see the teams that made it last year? Um, exactly. It's, uh, hey, you said that would be surprising, though. <laughs> well, no, I don't know. I mean, I think Iowa no, I hear State you. is a little bit different this year. The thing about Iowa State is in many years – it seems like they're a home court hero, you know, so then they get off their home court. They, they don't do as well. Uh, and then they get to the NCAA tournament and they don't have home court there either. And, you know, maybe it's not going so well, but this year's team seems built a little different. They've been more successful away from home. Uh, they're, uh, they're a very defensive oriented team, which is typical, uh, but uh, better at it. They have really good guards, um, uh, yeah, I, I think that Iowa State can make a run. Obviously, the matchups matter for everybody, not just them. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, I, I I like their prospects this year better than I have in other years. 
I know this isn't the the right way to to look at it, and certainly it's not going to be the way you look at it because it's more emotional than anything. But as I get older, I just feel like I got to go based on history. And until Iowa State does it, they're a team that throughout my lifetime has lost more games as a higher seed than it seems like they've won. And I'm sure that's not the case, but they're a team that usually goes out early. It's not that I don't think they have the talent. It's just that it seems like there are about five or six or seven or eight teams, maybe at the most from year to year who are going to win it. And they're never in that mix. So I just feel like if it never happened, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> well, I don't know off the top of my head what their uh, history is. Um, I don't think of them as being higher seeded very often, though. Um, so I could, but I could be wrong about that too. Uh, Iowa State. Um, I mean, it's the problem with history with college basketball is going off of that is that you know college sports are transient you know the players come and go and it's not like the nba where you often have a lot of guys that stick around for a long time you know this is a a different animal so it's uh, i don't know that it's i i wouldn't get too wrapped up in history because history can change pretty easily jerry palm with us uh, we mentioned earlier uh san diego state getting to a final four last year they have another really good team and they're in a conference that is vastly overachieved any expectations uh, we had for the Mountain West this year. How real is the power in that conference? Oh, um, they're really good. Yeah, the, I've been watching quite a bit of it this year. Um, they've got six teams that are all capable of winning at least one game in the NCAA tournament and, and a couple that could go even further. Uh, I, San Diego State, again, really good this year. Um, some of the same guys back, but not all of them. Uh, but they are what they are. Uh, you, you know, they're a good defensive team. They're, everybody's built like a linebacker. Uh, they're, they're really strong, and um, they're, they're tough to beat. But Utah State's good. Colorado State is good. You know, those three, I, I would not be surprised to see any, if not all of them, in the Sweet 16. They may not be seeded for it. Um, but I think that they have a decent chance of making that kind of a run. Um, but uh, and then you know New Mexico, Nevada, Boise State. Um, uh, New Mexico's talented. They just haven't shown much off their home floor yet. Um, so I'm a little more leery of them. Uh, and Boise State and Nevada, I think, are a little bit more limited, but could still win a game uh, if not to in the NCAA tournament. So we've seen a, a school like Cincinnati. They're certainly not all the way there yet by any stretch, but it seems like they're in position to once again become nationally relevant going from the American to to the Big 12. Is there a school, uh, a, new, a new school in the American that uh, can make a revitalization similar to that? Maybe not to that level, but is there any program that's well-positioned? Because right now South Florida, Charlotte, they wouldn't even be at large teams most likely. No, it's South Florida leads the league, um, so yeah. they're in my bracket as the automatic qualifier. But they're they don't have a realistic shot at an at-large team. No, the the team that's new to the league that is best positioned to be successful, Florida Atlanta. Um, you know, because they were in Conference USA last year, uh, made a run to the Final Four, of course. Uh, have most of those guys back. Um, you know, the the problem for you know most of the teams in the American is that when you have success, people start coming after your coach. So Florida Atlanta coach, Dusty May, 
um, maybe getting calls from, say, Indiana here, which is his alma mater, uh, sometime soon if they decide to cut ties with Mike Woodson after another pretty miserable underachieving season at IU. Um, it's uh, I, I don't know think they're going to do it this year, but you know that he's the kind of a guy that is going to be, you know, very sought after this off season. And if he doesn't move next off season or whenever the Indiana job opens up, um, they'll be he'll be their first call. So it's, it's still going to be a league that's going to have a hard time holding on to coaches. Memphis is the exception because of Penny Hardaway, the current coach, um, is uh, not going to leave for another job, uh, although at some point they may decide to try another coach anyway. Well, they had one of their good games last night against Charlotte, so we'll see. Jerry Palm, yeah, boy, last that, question. Four games. Go ahead. Yeah. If I had to press you and ask you to pick the most likely Final Four lock, who would you pick? Well, I'd like to see the draw first. Um, UConn. <laughs> there you go. Because of their guards. Off of- well, and they they know how to do it. I mean, they've got, you know, there's this team. It's obviously not the same team as last year. They've lost a few guys off of that team, but um, they haven't really lost a beat. Um, that, it's, that's, a, that's a team that now knows how to do it and how to get there. Uh, the team that, for me, is going to be the most interesting is Purdue because of how bad it ended for them last year. And, you know, you've got all of, almost all of that team back. And they've added Lance Jones, who's been a real spark plug for them on both ends of the floor. Uh, and it's a team that's really fixated on uh, postseason success. So I'm really curious to see what they're going to do. Jerry, great stuff. I uh, really appreciate you coming on our radio show, and uh, best of luck uh, as we get ready for a really busy period of time here. Thank you, Jerry. All right, thanks. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.